All right, we are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Chat and Learn here with Power to Fly. My name is Marielle, and I'm super excited to learn with you all, um, with Carrie, our guest speaker. Uh, well, I'm going to introduce her in just a second, but we had a chance to speak offline. Um, she's in Austin, Texas, uh, and I'm just really excited to hear what she's got to say about this topic that I know is going to be you know, very um, thorough for a lot of us these days that are just either on the brink of starting something on our own or you know taking a chance to listen to ourselves more than others especially now in a world that's kind of topsy-turvy not kind of absolutely topsy-turvy so without further ado i just want to go over some housekeeping rules and i'm going to pass the mic to our guest speaker so i see some of you have already turned your cameras on thank you so much i just want to say that you know i'm going to sound like a broken record throughout this whole hour um please turn your cameras on we would love to hear from you um use the chat box write your thoughts write your suggestions your tips and tricks your dreams, uh, whatever you want. Uh, we're going to walk through uh, all of your questions that you've submitted offline one by one. So if you see your question come up on the screen, um, you know, come off of mute. I've only muted everyone just to avoid background noises. But again, you have the power to come on camera. Thank you all. I see you. Hey, April, Laura, and Hannah. Um, great. So with that said, this is being recorded live. I welcome everyone and I ask you to be present. So I know we live in a world where we're multitasking a lot, uh, but you can rewatch this recorded video on Power to Fly later and then you can be present with us now and ask questions and chime in whenever you want. Um, so if you do come off mute, you will be in the recording and then you can listen to your beautiful voice later. Uh, the last thing I'll say is keep up with us on socials uh, so that you can stay tuned with all the great chats we've got lined up. Uh, I'm going to pass the mic now to our guest speaker, Carrie. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to know about Power to Fly and what you're excited to share with us today. Yeah, sure. So um, a little bit about me. I'm in the heart of downtown Te uh, Austin, Texas, and um, have been here for about 25 years. I was just telling Mary Ella that I came uh, for a summer um, and ended up falling in love and staying. Um, and I found out about Power to Fly through one of my girlfriends who lives here in my building. Uh, she is a leader in talent acquisition and did some introductions. She had heard me speak in different situations. She's like, oh, you've got to go share with the women at Power to Fly. And, you know, I met everybody and just instant like chemistry like it was just like not even a question of like would I it was like let's roll let's go um so just so excited to be able to share one of my passions um which is a side hustle um I have been in corporate for uh, my whole life um but at one company honestly for 22 years and um all along I had been feeling this calling um, just my true nature and purpose um, to become a financial coach. And so I really um, pursued that in parallel with my corporate work and got certified and was doing it a little bit on the side. And um, at the beginning of this year, 2020, <laughs> crazy timing, I decided to make it my full-time job. And um, it has been amazing and scary and wild and a little frightening sometimes um but it has been all of those things but amazingly rewarding and um i know that sometimes you need a little encouragement and inspiration to just go for it and i'm here so we're going to talk about it so that's our plan Yes, awesome. Thank you so much, Carrie. I'm super yes. excited about this. Uh, with that said, you all have submitted some great questions offline uh, and we're calling from a lot of different places. So I want you to keep that in mind, Carrie, as you're giving your responses. Uh, so I'm calling from Argentina, as I told you before. We've got Denver on the line, Philly, California, Asheville, North Carolina, um, South Florida, Chicago, Nashville, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Great. If you're just joining us, let us know where you're calling from. You can drop that in the chat box. Um, and you can also let us know anything you want to share about yourselves so that our guest speaker can dive into these questions um, you know if this is your question or if it's not your question it doesn't matter I think that it's going to be important that we all participate uh, and then we all you know share our authenticity as well so with that said let's jump into this first question here so Carrie what if you don't know what your passion is at least one that can be a side hustle or a main hustle how do you find your passion yeah, I would tell you that this kind of depends 
depends on what your motivation is for a side hustle. If your main motivation is money, more power to you. I totally get that. You may decide to do something different for your side hustle um, that is more lucrative, fits in with your schedule, and really helps bolster um, your, your pocketbook. Um, if you have got that burning passion that you were meant for something more, um, then it's a journey of exploration. And I would encourage you to really take some time, give yourself a vacation day and really dream. Um, one of the questions that I ask all of my coaching clients, so in addition to being a financial coach, I'm also a creative coach, um, which it, it's kind of like a life coach, using um, some of the traditional principles, but it's more reliant on intuition and really listening to that still small voice inside of you to understand what you would love. And when I meet people, I love asking that, that question. I lean a little bit closer and say, what would you love? And then, I, and then, then I'm quiet. And it's interesting, there are so many different responses I get responses of, I know exactly what I'd love, but I'm scared, or I don't have the money, or I don't, and all of this list of conditions comes up about what's preventing them from getting going, and that's one of the things I do as a coach is to help name that and call it out and help them go for it, but there's also people who are like, and these are the people that just capture my heart where they're like, I don't know. And I would just encourage you to take time to dream. And there's a million different options for a side hustle. Um, and, you know, there's even a web website called Side Hustle Nation. And they have a list of like 99 different ideas. But I would tell you that your heart knows. Um, it is the thing that you would love to do, that you would do even if you didn't get paid to do it. It's the thing where you lose time. Um, like I always wanted to be a tour guide in Austin. Like I would do that. I would buy a pink Cadillac with like rhinestone horns on the front and a big furry steering wheel. And we would all have boas and I would just take people around to my favorite places in Austin. I would do that. Um, if I had the means to do so, cause I love it. I also am a geek on the other side of it that if you let me have a job where I get to create PowerPoint slides and tell stories through PowerPoint, I would do that too. Um, but I always knew that I was called to be a coach. Um, I just resisted it for probably 10 or 15 years. So just take some time, do some research, play, try some different things out, talk to people who have that side hustle. Um, there's a book that I read way, way, way long time ago um, called What Color Is Your Parachute? And they come out with a new version of it every couple of years. Um, I remember literally reading it on a beach in Negril, Jamaica, after I had finally like come down to be present in my vacation. And it was just really identifying what I would love. So just take some time and play have fun with it. You, it's not, the side hustle is fun. It's not meant to be a chore. So pick the thing that lights you up. I love that. Mm. I love that. This is so good. This is so good. Um, I love that you mentioned this resistance that you had that kept you back for so long. I'd love for you to like talk a little bit about that as well. Cause I know, I mean, I, I feel resistance just like, I mean, specifically with social media these days. I ha and I'm sure, I mean, raise your hand if you're not feeling social resistance and you're probably like an oddball at this point. I mean, there's so, what's your relationship with it? How do you not let it influence you? And how do you come back to yourself, your intuition and, mm. you know, not be sold all these things or whatever? I could just um, hug you for that question, Mariella. <laughs> so good. I love talking about resistance because it is the thing that stopped me from so long. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but I have a voice in my head that is, it's, it, it's energy is trying to keep me safe, but it does that by beating the crap out of me. You know, it's like, you're not smart enough. You're not financially stable enough. You, all of these things that I am not, or it's not a good time. You can't because of COVID. All of that is just resistance. And when you are able to look at it as in that energy of resistance, you're able to say, huh, is that true or not? And does it stop me? No way. There is, 
we have all of these conditions and assumptions and expectations is another one and sometimes some guilt um, that prevent us. And what I do to stop resistance is to name it. Name it to tame it. It's one of my phrases. Or when I start to spin, tune in. Because it gets really noisy up in here. We have these meaning-making machines who try to tell us stories about, well, remember that one time when you did that thing and you got criticized and that, like, that perpetuates. And the more that you can shine a light on it and name the noise of, I'm unworthy, I'm powerless, I'm not capable, I don't have the X, Y, and Z, um, whatever it is, or I need to be liked. Ooh, that's a hard one. All you people pleasers, I feel you, I feel you. It's hard. Um, but just really being able to shine a light on it and step into the truth. Um, my, one of my superpowers is to name my stuff before I do anything. Like before I step into, um, a coaching session, um, I have one client who is like super smart and my ego likes to tell me, you're not smart enough to coach her. What do you think you're doing? And I have to like name it. Like I write it down on paper and say, she chose me and I am capable and I step into the truth. So name it to tame it is what I say, either verbally or um, on paper. Um, and people think I'm crazy because I'm talking to myself all the time in the car, whatever. I'm just naming it before I step into it. So that's my power. Great question. Yes. And so then I assume that, you know, for this person who has this question on the screen, uh, as you're able to name it to tame it, then maybe that will clear some space for you to listen to more to what your passion is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just sit down and write all of your objections on why you think you can't and get it all out on paper, like just until you feel empty and then let it drop in. Like, what would you love? Answer that question and don't hold back. You don't have to do it. It's just on paper, but write down what you would love because it's just like, I, I believe, I sincerely believe if you can dream it, you can create it. I just don't, I, I just, I'm certain of it because I keep doing it. Uh, yes. True story, sidebar, like when I got certified as a financial coach, I had a story in my head, oh, how can I charge people money who are in debt to coach them to get them out of debt? I just need a company to hire me to provide financial coaching for their employees as an employee benefit. That would be so great. Six months later, I got a call from one of my friends. Hey, Carrie, will you come and coach our employees? They're really struggling with their finances. They're all in their 20s and they need some guidance. And I'm like, yes. you know, you like <laughs> feel like you're getting punked a little bit. Like when something that you kind of that drops in on what you would love and it comes to pass, happens all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. And I love that you're saying essentially give yourself the space, go on this vacation and, you know, don't be so judgmental on yourself and ask what you want. Well, and actually when you did that, when you said that, um, like I got the chills because I like, whoa, that could, that's such a big question, you know? Um, and I would love to have everyone on, on the call live with us reflect on that. Like if, if no one said, no, absolutely not, that's not, that's, you know, if no one said anything and you could do what, what do you want to do? What would that be? Yeah. You know, and I love that you even said, you know, I don't know, telling, did you say telling stories with, uh, on presentations? Uh, oh my for, gosh, you know, I love PowerPoint. <laughs> I am such a geek with it. Like, oh my gosh, I love it. Oh, it's my art form. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a skill for sure. Okay, so let's move on to this next question here. And I just want to shout out, um, thank you, Judy, for writing in the chat box a little bit about yourself. And I'll also open up to everyone else. Please write something in the chat box about yourself so we can uh, dive into these questions uh, with you in mind. So Judy says that she's from Austin, so maybe you all have crossed paths. Uh, she started a side hustle in February as a scout and seller wine consultant and love it so far. She's a realtor by day. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, let's move on to this next question here. So how do I know which is the best hustle for me? I really want to do something for my outside, for my outside of my normal nine to five job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that again, check your motivation. If it's just for money, just pick the thing that's most convenient to generate money. But if it is really to go after your passion, I think there's this interesting, uh, Venn diagram intersection of what would you love what do you is going to fit into your schedule, which by the way, PS, you can make anything fit into your schedule. 
um, what is really gonna generate the money and keep you engaged as part of it. Like you see it as part of your future. Like there's just that, you know, cause like I, I, when I first started out, I came to Austin, got a corporate job and, um, I was in debt. And so my side hustle was, and by the way, it should be fun. Uh, was working in a clothing store. I had no professional clothes. I just had college clothes. And so I loved getting a discount on clothing. It was super easy to be social in a clothing store that I would already shop in and it generated money and I got a discount and it fit with my schedule after work. It was perfect. So just kind of right size your side hustle. I've also done like Pampered Chef as a side hustle because I had no cooking equipment, you know? So it's like I built my kitchen. I still have pots and pans from Pampered Chef, you know? So just understand what the purpose is. And you can have more than one. You can change, you know, your side hustle at any time. So I've done every, everything from retail, again, to multi-level marketing groups, to I have a rental house now, you know? There's just different ways that you can really generate that side hustle piece and sometimes it's investing maybe it's Bitcoin or something like that I think that really understanding what you would love and how to generate money doing that thing because it's your side hustle shouldn't be a drag it needs to be something that you can't wait to do like I literally motivate myself maybe too much in you know exposure inside of my brain it's like i can't wait to coach but doing uh my books i do that first so that i can then go do my coaching because i love being able to support and inspire and encourage and help people you know so it's like i do the hard things first and then really get to reward myself with the thing that i love the most and so just really being able to understand in that kind of intersection of what you would love and what is super fun that you're drawn to not something that's a chore what's going to generate the revenue what do you have the skills for and the capacity for and and really just being able to understand how it fits into your time schedule um, because you know I did it in parallel for a long time and I think that that's a really that's how I created this kind of safety net for myself it's like I'm going to try this out on the side and see if I even like it and of course I loved it. And so I just continued in parallel with my corporate job. And it does take energy to be able to do that. Um, but um, I just tried it out. So play and see what you would love. Try different things. It's okay. You get to change your mind. We get, we yeah. call that create and adjust. It's like, hmm, yeah. I really hated that. And also do an assessment of what your skills are. Like, and what you love to do and what you hate to do. If you listen to me when I say this, if you hate to sell, don't go into a sales job. Don't go into multi-level marketing. You know, just know thyself and really do an honest assessment. You know, when you have your little day, you know, out in the park, write down what you would love to do and what you do not want to do. I don't like sales. I don't. And so that was just not for me. Um, but if it is for you, go for it, man. It's fantastic. Yes, Carrie, we've got folks writing in the chat box that they're loving your energy and your perspective and positivity. Um, we have um, someone here from Philly used to work with you. Uh, Kaylee loves your oh. energy. Hi, honey. Yes, great. Um, so um, we've got some folks writing in the chat box just a little bit about themselves so that you can keep this in mind as well as you're speaking. So Laura recently started a YouTube channel called Tap and Love where I teach tap lessons, one of my passions for over 30 years. Uh, and with the mission to spread love and to give to those in need, I plan on giving 20% of anything made from this channel to charity. Awesome. Mm. I'm, not a, I'm not a great editor, but I'm learning as I go. The biggest challenge is continuing to put myself out there on camera and dreading any negative feedback that might come as I continue. I'm a pleaser for sure. Lara, sister. Yes, I know, honey. And by the way, I miss you terribly. It is hard to put yourself out there. Like, true story. Like, I was like all excited, like, yeah, let's do this power to fly thing. And I resisted posting. Like, ask Mariella, ask Nicole, ask them. It's like I waited until the last minute because I'm like, 
<laughs> so uncomfortable. It is so hard to put yourself out there. But when you're doing what you love and you want to share your passion and you know you're coming from a place of servants and servant heartedness and really sharing what you love and people can either be attracted to it or, you know, step away from it. It doesn't matter. And people are going to think what they're going to think. So it doesn't matter. So you might as well go for it. You know, I think about Brene Brown all the time about, you know, stepping into the arena and just the discomfort of that. It just takes will, Laura, keep going, girl. Um, tap your way there. <laughs> Yes. All right. So we got Pam, Pam, uh, IT by day, adjunct professor by night, uh, but have been a financial representative as well as coaching, but have challenge of keeping the contacts flowing, uh, flowing in consistently, uh, has many success stories from clients before and after, but needs to increase business to be able to go full time as well. So thank you, Pam, for sharing that. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, Keep going. Yes. Congratulations. Keep going. Mimi is a graphic designer. My nickname is Mimi, by the way. So it's nice to hear another Mimi is in the world with me. All the Mimis. <laughs> yes, all the Mimis. In okay, so uh, Mimi is a graphic designer. Would love to finally get a line of greeting cards out into the world. Oh. Uh, who would hold her accountable? She's asking for folks here. This is a great segue actually into, if you're listening live now, I like to put some of these things into practice as we do these chat and learns. So feel free to drop your LinkedIn in the chat box uh, for folks who are on this call now to kind of, you know, connect with you. And for example, um, who was that? Judy? No, that was Laura that says that you're not the biggest, uh, you're not the best editor. Maybe there's an editor on the call now and y'all can connect on LinkedIn. So Throw it in the chat box. Uh, Nicole actually might put a LinkedIn doc there. She's listening now. If not, just keep it going in the chat box and start to connect now and start to, you know, hold each other accountable now. So there you go, Mimi. Someone here is going to be your accountability partner. Um, we have Lisa who says that uh, she's a coach for exotic dancers. Uh, and she does that. She coaches them on how to be successful in the industry with sales training, time management, and dance performance. Awesome. Because artists need so much support in that because, yeah. you know, when an artist nowadays is focused on the art, they forget the business side. And I'd love to also hear you respond to some of these folks who are sharing their backstory. So Carrie, I'll pass the mic back to you. Yeah. Um, I think it's really um, encouraging that there's just so many different um, uh, opportunities out there. I mean, like you want some ideas for side hustles, go read the chat. I mean, it's incredible. Um, you know, I love the graphic designer about the greeting cards. Um, you know, it, it's about getting creative and, um, and having that accountability is very powerful. Um, for example, I'm in a group of coaches um, that we all meet every single Monday morning. It's our, our tribe meeting every Monday. And it's about, you know, what did we accomplish last week? What did we create? What did we learn? What is true for us to let go of? And what are we focused on for the coming week? Those are really powerful questions. And even getting a circle of people together to have that regular cadence because that structure serves that regular accountability um, it's why, you know, for example, in the church that I go to, we have running partners and it's to hold us accountable and to be able to say the truth. It's not all the pretty stuff, like name your stuff with these people so that they can call you out. Like I know, <laughs> I know that when I'm not feeling well, that these women in this tribe of coaches will go, hmm, Carrie, you're not feeling well, huh? You're resisting something? Is it time to look at that? Like they know my shit and they will help call me out on it. And they will also tell me the truth. Like you need people in your circle who are not going to blow sunshine up your backside. And, you know, that's something that in corporate, I probably came off as a complete B. I mean, total bitch. Um, and it's because I don't, I'm not good at the nicey-nicey. I love people and I love caring for them. Um, but when it comes to supporting and encouraging people, I don't think that lying to them or just being a bucket of sunshine is serving them at their highest. See them as powerful and tell them the truth. It's just like back in the day of American Idol when it's like, you know, the, the judges were like, oh, that was so nice. And Simon Cowell was like, that was rubbish. 
you know it's like that kind of truth doesn't have to be harmful like that and be critical but truth serves and we are in this society of like wanting to be liked confession me total people pleaser want to be liked um but it does not serve you or anybody else in your accountability circle to really be able to um to be able to lie to them you know that's not going to work be honest but also have a code of ethics in the midst of that um, that is all about truth and understanding that that's just information and it's your choice about whether or not to follow that one of my good girlfriends has this phrase that I love and it's called keep your own counsel and it's really about trusting yourself and what is true for you instead of making somebody else's opinion or um, a comment mean something about you you don't have to take that on so um, I would just keep going Mimi on that graphic design there's so many ideas and ways to get that out on Etsy and in uh, you know it's so funny I have a greeting card that I bought when I was in Portugal last year and I've been saving it it's a hand-painted card um, that uh, I just couldn't wait to send to my friend Eduardo for his birthday this month I've been saving it because it's so special because I saw that image and thought of him and it was just in a little shop you know so I know that there's a million ways that you can get it out there um, but yeah find your tribe and go for that accountability so um, love that uh, everybody's sharing their LinkedIn and getting connected and mm -hmm. career transitions input accountability perfect yes, yes keep going Mimi Yes, totally. <laughs> yes, keep going, Mimi, keep going. And I love that even with, you know, in these times when we are able to kind of create a new path, which in all times we're able to create new paths, but especially now everyone is seeing that, um, to then say, you know, I want to do this because it makes me feel good and I want to give back. Like, I love that you're giving back 20% to different, you know, organizations. Um, I think that that is such, such a new and beautiful way of doing business. Um, and I can imagine that being in these accountability groups, it's, I mean, if I could say we've all probably on the call been on team meetings where you do say those things like, what are you looking for next week? But, but it's not your passion. It's not your baby. Yeah. If you're working you know, with a group of people that you respect, of course, and it's your job. But I, I can assume that if you're in an accountability group saying like, what's next, that definitely is, affects you in a different way. And so to have people who are working on their own babies and their own projects, yeah. uh, learn you and, and challenge you in that way. I, I really like that you're proposing this. Yeah, and the other thing, you know, it's really interesting um, in my corporate world back in the day, um, I was speaking with a chief innovation officer um, from a health organization and he's so smart. He's like, could be some guru. Like when I first met him, he was presenting and I started crying because he started talking about, like I was in the midst of corporate and kind of drowning and he asked, the crowd what is your cause i'm like oh like because i knew what it was i had just been ignoring it and he's like you know so much of corporate asks you to leave your cause at the door and in his company um where he is a very well-known leader he wants people to bring their cause to work and it's like oh my god that's so inspiring if that were the corporate environment everywhere you know it you know and by the way let me be clear corporate doesn't suck i still love it love it um like it still lights me up i still like talking about data and innovation and benchmark studies and all sorts of things corporate so just know they that they can do better i i see what uh, you're saying you, yeah like there's a purpose, they really but can. there's also yeah there's a big opportunity to do better <laughs> for real for real so yeah Good. um just understanding what your cause is is um i think a really powerful question and knowing like I know this sounds a little on the woo, but I'm all about the woo, um, is like, why were you put on the planet? And owning it, not apologizing for it. If it was to be an awesome mom, then do it and own it. And don't let other people's like 
opinions kind of permeate your truth. Um, just really stand strong in that. And if it's to be a badass business boss lady of, uh, you know, a record label, then do it. You know, it's just like owning that piece of it. And I love, you know, the woman who is doing exotic dancing training and teaching them on the business side, as well as the art side, go for it no apologies, own it. Um, and knowing that you're enabling women to be their own boss is powerful. Yes, yes. absolutely. Um, I'll say too, just to comment on Lisa is her name. So she who coaches exotic dancers, um, she says, I'd like to know how to grow this as I'm currently back, back blacklisted, excuse me, from working in clubs for unionizing. So she's has a specific case happening during COVID and in such a progressive, provocative industry in general. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I confess I'm not that familiar with that um, uh, industry and how to kind of get around the blacklist. Um, But I would tell you, my advice to you is to think about your vision for five years from now and what your business looks like and step into the energy of what your business looks like and all of the different facets about your business and how you're growing it and how it's expanding. And then kind of look at today and ask yourself, how did I get there? Like what were my obvious next steps in order to be able to achieve that vision? And I do this for my visit, uh, business. It's kind of blending um, the traditional kind of business structures of having a business plan with the intuitive. And I look at my vision in a different way. It's not like one of my strategic numbers and how many clients do I need to have? I mean, that is kind of like the traditional, um, you know, corporate way of thinking. I actually just kind of create a mental space and let that vision drop in and understand what's true. And I don't have to make it um, logical. <laughs> like It's like, I told myself I was going to make $10,000 a month by the end of December. And I'm like, my ego's like, what? <laughs> Do you know how much you're making right now? You're just now covering your mortgage. <laughs> you better like slow your roll. I'm like, I'm going to go for it. Because even if I fall short, I've really had that vision and that direction to go for it. And I have a 10-year plan and a five-year plan and a one-year plan and a quarterly plan and a monthly plan, you know, and it's all associated with vision and capturing it from my intuition. And I let my corporate side kick in and have these insights drop in about what's true to do next. I just had a quarterly, um, a quarterly meeting with uh, myself and my friends who are coaches and really decided, you know, let it drop in that I really want to focus on the 20s and 30s with their finances, like, you know, focusing in on that. But I also love serving people in their 40s um, around a vision for retirement and what that looks like. So it's like letting those things drop in and then kind of letting the masculine energy get the stuff done, if you will. So I'd really encourage you, Lisa, to really dream beyond current circumstances, go a few years into the future and then come back to like, okay, what are my obvious next steps about that? Awesome. And I just sent you some info too, Lisa, private. Uh, I feel like I have some connections for you to speak to so you can be working with these folks. And I think what you're doing is really great. Um, Awesome. So let's move on to this next question here. Time is going to fly by. We've got just a little under half an hour. So if you have not unmute yourself, I know. Good questions. I know, I know. So if you haven't had a chance to unmute yourselves or you want to write in the chat box or you want to come on camera, now is your time to shine. Um, Until then, let's move on to this next question here. So what are your self-care tips for balancing a nine to five and a side hustle? And you can even go back one step and first give self-care balancing tips for the nine to five and then you can do them (laughs) Oh gosh, it's so true. And here's the funny thing. And you know, a few people on this call that I know will know that this is true, but I'm actually an introvert. I just play an extrovert really well on, on TV. Um, But yeah. Um, But really for me, um, it is about space um, and time. Like I block my calendar. Like I have at least a day a week 
where there is nothing on my calendar. Like I need space to think and to recuperate and to rest and just kind of follow the flow of whatever it is. And um, so I, that's the thing that I do. And even if you can't take a full day, I am not a mom, I am not working corporate and all of those things. And I know that it is hard to do and hold all of those things. And you feel like you're spinning plates and you're, you know, you give attention to one thing and it feels like the other plate is falling off. You know, I'm a bad employee. I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad wife. You know, all of those things, even if it's just two hours that you can carve out for yourself, giving yourself some space is one of the ways that I really care for myself. Um, I also care for myself in my business, like as, you know, I'm working full time as a coach. Um, I know myself and I'm an empath as well as an introvert and I get really caught up in serving my clients and, you know, pouring into them. And so I have to create space between them just to kind of regroup and really honoring, like knowing yourself and what you need and, and executing and creating a structure that creates that is probably the most critical um, self-care advice. You know how you feel cared for by yourself? Is that the proverbial bubble bath? Um, you know, is it a walk outside every night with the dog or with your husband or partner? You know, just really being able to honor that and know what that is and schedule it. I love um, one of my friends, she talks about, and I've read it elsewhere, you know, you, you take the container and you put the big rocks in first. You know, what are your big rocks? You know, is it, you know, family? Is it health? Is it your career? Um, is your side hustle right now a big rock or a smaller rock? You know, it's okay. Cause I think the other thing is that um, kind of sidebar on the side hustle is that it may be true for you to pursue your side hustle, but maybe not right now, you know? Ask if it's true. Yes, it's true. Is it true now? Maybe, maybe not. So doing that prioritizations with the rocks and naming what your big rocks are and what your small rocks are and what the sand is like, you know, for me, I need downtime. And so that is actually a big rock for me. So if I want to Netflix and chill and watch Queer Eye on repeat, you know, yes, I will, because that is my time to relax and repair and be inspired. You know, for some people that's running. Like I have a friend who's just like, if he can't run, he is just not sane. So knowing what those things are and prioritizing those and letting the other things fall away um, and really just focusing on that. Now, when you're doing it in conjunction with a nine to five, <laughs> it just takes better prioritization skills and really focusing in on how you're gonna structure your day and your week and your time and setting up systems and asking for help, you know, whether that is um, a babysitter um, for the kids for two hours a day, or really being conscientious during nap time about, you know, uh, spending time on your business or reading or researching, um, really being able to structure your day. It's really funny. So I was going a little crazy in like late July from COVID. I live alone, I'm single, not dating. And I was going crazy. And my best friend was like, you need to go drive and visit your parents. And I'm just like, you're right. I'm so crazy right now. So I drove to New Mexico, hung out with my parents. They're retired. And I had this vision of what retirement is like, oh, sleep in and drink coffee on the deck all day and then maybe do some fun things. Like my parents have a really interesting schedule. And at first I was like super judgmental about it. Like they set an alarm. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Setting an alarm in retirement. They get up at every morning at eight and they're on the deck drinking coffee at 830. But then they stop at 1030 and kind of go about their day. And they're they're they got a couple of Airbnbs that they are one they're building and one they're managing, you know, and all of this stuff. And I really thought about it. And it's like structure has integrity. 
and it serves. And so really building a structure so that those big rocks get the time that they need. Yes, they still get their coffee every morning on the deck out in the beautiful midst of nature. It's heaven and so cool and mountain air. But they also have structure and rhythm to their day. So building that structure while you have the nine to five and the side hustle. And again, I highly recommend the parallel to make those going. And I would also tell you, um, I was just talking to a client about this the other day. If you're really serious about your side hustle, do it first. Even if it's only 15 minutes, start your day with it so that it's done. Just like people say, go to the gym. I have a girlfriend who's a writer. She gets up an hour early, not for me, and she writes before her nine to five because, and she's published three different books as a result of that practice. So it's about building that structure. If you've ever, I haven't read it yet, but I've heard about the book Atomic Habits, and it's about building those types of structures in your day to go for what you would love and just name all of your stuff and keep going. I love that. So the chat box is blowing up. I'm just going to flag some things folks are saying here. So Mimi says the, the priorities chart from what color is your parachute totally helps her oh, uh, during her big, uh, determine her big rocks, excuse me. And then Brittany writes, this is interesting. I, want, I would love to hear what you think about this. Uh, I went through a women's leadership program last year where a presenter said work-life balance is unachievable. She believed focusing on rotating priorities is what works. This week, it's work. Next week, you set a little bit more time for family. Hold yourself accountable and treat it as a rotating wheel and what you want to focus on right now and switch it up. Can I hear you respond on that, Gary? Mm, I think that's a concept. Um, I don't mm -hmm. think that that's true. And again, going, kind of going back to keeping your own console, that may work for her, but you have to decide what works for you. I love days when I get to do everything, <laughs> you know, like when I get to, um, you know, do some coaching, have some downtime to read a book, um, when I have time with my friends, um, when I have enough time to sleep, and when I get to talk to my nieces in Chicago, you know, like that's a full day to me, you know, to be able to do that. It's about structure. And but I, I will say one of the things that I really like about what she said, I just don't like it as a rule per se. And I do think that the work-life balance thing is, again, just a concept, you know, it sells good books. Um, but I do love following my energy. Like I don't start coaching calls until about 10 o'clock because I am not a morning person. And so I honor that in myself and I structure my day around that. And so, and I check in with myself. I don't make my to-do list like every day is scheduled out. I know what I need to do in a week and my spirit knows that in my bones that I've got the power to fly on Monday. I've got a business deliverable on Tuesday. I've got a coaching client that I need to do some homework for on Wednesday. I know all of that. And it will all get done. But I can check in moment by moment. I usually start at the beginning of the day with my kofefe and enjoy and say, mm, where does my energy want to go today? Now, that is a luxury, I will tell you. When I was corporate and side hustling, I'm like, I just want to make it through. So, I mean, it is time. But honoring your own rhythms and going where your energy wants to go, I think is powerful within that structure. Like I tell my clients, tune in at the beginning of the, you know, if you've got 15 minutes, spend like a minute and a half of that 15 minutes, just listening. What would I love to work on? What is the obvious next step for me to work on for my business? And let it drop in and, oh, it's to research X. Good, go do it and get it done, mark it done. You know, just really following where your energy wants to go is powerful because otherwise it's grind. Yes, yes. I love that you bring up um, listening to yourself first, <laughs> like tuning into that rhythm. Yes. Um, that automatically is striking because the rhythm of work is on a, it's on its own, you know, it's on its own. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you either hop on the train or you hop off. And, and I think that the balance is figuring out when you're ready to hop on, when you need to hop off, like, and everyone has their own rhythm. Yes. And it's about being in tune with that rhythm so yes. that it can, you know, whichever concept works for you, it's just ultimately, are you listening to yourself? Are you honoring yourself? Are you listening to your rhythm? And are you working with that or against that? <laughs> yes. 
Yes. I fought it. Like I had such a corporate brain. Like I was so corporate brainwashed, like do the things and it's hard. And, you know, I had a great time doing it, but at the same time, I wasn't honoring myself. I was so lost in it. And it's been very interesting to see my pendulum swing a little bit over to the, cause like corporate feels very masculine to me. Um, to really invite my feminine in and go, yeah, what, what would I love? Where's my energy want to go today? And it's been so freeing because when I do that, I do things effortlessly. It's like so easy. Like I bring that energy now into some of the corporate work that I do on the side and I'm like getting things done. Like so easy, like, here you go. Here's a deliverable what up? You know, like it just, I guess I get ghetto when I, you know, <laughs> what up? Peace. You know, just really being able to go after and trust that and honor both sides, like the masculine and the feminine as part of that and really um, being true to yourself. That's all we ask for people. Be true to yourselves and yeah. the world will change accordingly, won't it? I mean, you have yes. to believe that. Yes. Okay. You, All right. Mary Ella, you need to just have your own talk. When, when are you going to do one of these chats? You know what, actually? So I have the honor of speaking to folks like you, which is like, I mean, I, I get to learn new things with you all the time. I get to see all the different perspectives. Um, so I love moderating and hosting these chats. I also love hosting my own chat. So don't worry. Actually, it's coming soon. I love that you're like already feeding <laughs> I see you. I see you. Yeah. We're going to drop some knowledge, uh, Hamilton style. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm actually speaking on Wednesday at this great summit um, that focuses on community management. So anyone who works in community in different companies, Love they it. come and they hear all of us speak about like how to do it better, how to be more inclusive, how to like, you know, be more provocative, at least that's how I, I perceive the, the summit. Um, and I'm speaking about the importance of emotional intelligence and inclusive community in the workplace. So if you all wanna check that out, I'll be posting on my LinkedIn a little bit about that so you can tune in. But yeah, I'm, I love to speak, I love to share. Hashtag my follow. Post. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so speaking of dreams, so someone here is dreaming about consulting. Where and how do they start? Mm, so good. So um, I think that, I think this is a great question and um, it's, it's got a lot of parts to it and it really depends certainly like the ultimate consultant answer. Well, it depends. Um, but I would tell you that there are some straightforward steps to kind of go after. Um, again, first of all, if it's your side hustle or consulting, um, know yourself and know what your skills are. And really, um, again, do that list of the things you want to do and the things that you don't want to do. Um, and then the second thing is to do a little bit of research. So understand which of those skills and those things that you love to do are marketable. Um, and here's the amazing thing. And Mariella, you just kind of hit on it earlier. Like, Lara loves to tap, but she doesn't necessarily feel comfortable editing. They're there is someone for everything. Like I came very close to hiring somebody to help me start my Instagram account because it felt like I am not a boomer, but I sure felt like one, like, how do I do this Instagram thing? And how do I get two pictures? And I'm like, any 20 year old could do this like sleeping and uh, without any problem. So you don't even know the skills that you have. And there's somebody out there like on TaskRabbit who can help you. Um, and you can put your skills out on TaskRabbit to be able to start. So just doing an inventory of your skills alone is powerful and then again do that research um where could you um offer that where are other people offering go search linkedin and find people um i have a i spoke in august to a group of students um in the caribbean um they put it's really miraculous they like put on this whole youth wellness submit to help each other through the pandemic like they they had lost internships and part-time jobs and were really scared about you know their careers and what was going to happen and like put on by all of these college students i was super impressed and i talked to them you know about their finances but there was also mental health and dance for stress relief 
ladies, everybody brought their gifts and it was so stunning. And one of the gals contacted me afterwards and she's like, I don't know where to, and she has this really, she's like biomedical living in St. Lucia or something. And I told her, I said, go find somebody who has the job that you want on LinkedIn and then message them. Don't just connect with them send them a note, tell them who you are and what you want and why you're passionate about this field. People want to help you and using everybody's skills and what everybody loves, you know, like, I don't know about you guys, but I sit around with my girlfriends like, oh, we could start a company tomorrow. Like so-and-so you can do marketing, you can do sales, like you can do the books. And it's just like, find the people um, who are doing what you want to do and talk to them, do the research, understand how much money you could make out of that and do the math. Putting on my financial coat hat. <laughs> it's really important that you do the math to understand like how much our startup costs going to be, you know, how much can I charge? How much money do I have in savings? How much runway do I have? Um, what is the potential revenue from all of this? And what are my monthly costs going to be? Like that was something that I did for my coaching business, you know, to understand, okay, my website costs, you know, $7 a month, Zoom costs $16 a month, my insurance costs $450 a month, um, you know, here's a few incidentals, you know, that type of stuff. Like, here's how much that costs for me. Can I make enough to be able to cover that and keep going? Is it going to take some ramp time? Okay. If it's going to take some ramp time, how long do you think it will be? When can I make that shift kind of from, um, you know, side hustle to full-time hustle, but really being able to do that math and revisit it is very powerful. Like I knew each of my milestones along the way, I wanted to cover my expenses for my business. Then I wanted to also cover my expenses plus my coach, because if you're going to be a coach, you should probably have a coach, you know, and she's super expensive. And so I wanted to be able to cover that cost. And then my next milestone was to be able to cover my mortgage and next my HOA fee, you know, just like all of those different things and really understand like how much money, like look at current reality in a really factual way when you look at that math and then make a plan. And I really encourage you to do it both with like your business brain, but also with your, um, uh, intuitive brain. Again, let that drop in. Um, you know, that whole thing about we only use a certain portion of our brains. I love the magic of tapping into more of that and letting those insights come in and inviting them in. Like the other night I went to bed and I'm like, I'm going to have some dreams about what my next steps are in this area. I got up the next morning and wrote down nine different dreams in the midst of one night and was able to interpret them. I'm like, okay, that's clear. All right. Thanks. For that. I mean, it's amazing what our brains will do if we set that intention and create that creative tension um, to be able to do that. I would also encourage you to speak it, um, to really be able to trust some people like find some trusted partners because there are people who do not want you to succeed or they feel threatened or they have a personal um kind of bias you know and i'll tell you that every single one of my um coaching clients like i have my financial coaching but my creative clients they're all starting a business um i am that unbiased voice. I am for them, but I will always tell them the truth and I will hold them accountable to really be able to do that. You can find that and, and the people who are going to say the truth and encourage you um, as part of it and doing it lovingly, finding that group of trusted partners is key. And also finding your team. Um, like, <laughs> I have an imaginary board of directors. <laughs> like, it's like, there are people that I call when I'm like, I need some good solid advice. I also have a CPA. Um, I also have a coach. I also have a lawyer that I can call. You know, it's having that team um, to really be able to kind of help you find your way and navigate it all. 
And then it's about setting it up legally and setting up your own structure. Um, you know, most often just with a DBA doing business as, um, and that's not a legal entity. You can decide whether a DBA is enough to get started or whether um, it's true for you to establish like an LLC um, or an S corp of some kind, depending on where your business is going. And then it's about branding and advertising. So there's a lot of steps as part of that. Um, what eat the elephant one bite at a time again just dedicate that time as part of it and i love that you mentioned next steps because you put uh, a really beautiful you know end to this conversation here with how to get in touch with you what next steps can be so can you walk us through this we've got about five minutes left sure um and i before yes tell us how we can connect with you out offline after we finish yeah. this chat and just walk us through our next steps here sure um so again we've talked about it but i think really knowing what you love is key um the, again the side hustle should not be a grind it should be what you can't wait to work on if it's writing a book laura if it's tapping that you love you know if it's um you know planting trees, whatever, or gardening, um, know what your skills are and know what, know where you lose time. Like I get lost in coaching. Like I'm like an hour and a half into an hour session because I just love it. Same with PowerPoint. Just know yourself as part of that. Um, and make the time commitment um, is a really critical factor. Um, again, start with 15 minutes, work up to an hour a day. Um, you know, instead of, you know, scrolling through Instagram or Facebook, even though that's fun and relaxing, make, make your side hustle a big rock. Really commit to really be able to make a change. Who do you want to be in 2022? What do you want your life to be? And start working towards that now. Um, I always recommend to do your research, of course. <laughs> Mimi, you're so cute. Uh, show, show us your PowerPoint. <laughs> oh, girl, you don't have enough time. Um, so yes, um, do your research as part of all of this and understand, is it marketable? And how can you make money? And what are the different avenues? And what is your ideal client profile? And um, who, like, I did a kind of an intuitive uh, a session to really meet my ideal client for um, my retirement coaching and her name's Caroline and I know everything about her um, and just really being able to understand that and who you're going after. Same is true for the 20 somethings. I love coaching them on their finances because I feel like I'm giving them the keys to their financial kingdom and all the skills, you know, but do your research, find out where they go. You know, it's why I started Instagram because my 20 somethings weren't on Facebook. That's just for the boomers, you know? So it's why I had to start my Instagram account, you know? And please don't judge me. I'm just learning. I'm just a little newbie on my face or on my Instagram account. Um, but just know where do those people hang out and what do they pay attention to? What do they read? What are they listening to? What podcasts and blogs are they reading? Um, establish a legal entity if it's necessary. You can literally Google right now. I did it before the call. Um, starting a DBA in Texas or in Illinois. So doing business as, um, just having that it's not a DBA is not a legal entity. You, again, talk to a professional about whether you need to establish any kind of a legal entity for protection or financial purposes. Um, so that you can do that. Otherwise it just kind of goes under your income in terms of taxes. Um, I know a lot of people who are operating off a of DBA quite successfully without all of the structural legal um, IRS drama as part of that. Create your plan. Again, find your accountability partner. Um, it's so critical to be able to do that. And again, people who are going to tell you the truth. It, does not serve where it's like, oh yeah, that's great, Carrie. <laughs> no, it does not serve. Um, and also, you know, if you're ready to kind of make that leap from side uh, hustle into main hustle, um, do the math um, as part of that because it's really uh, critical. Um, and your energy will know. <laughs> 
you'll know when it's time to make the leap. I did. Um, it was scary as all get out and a whole lot of cuss words that follow that. Um, I mean, just so frightening. And I had a runway. I said, okay, you've got, and you can do it a couple of different ways. Like I've got this a pot of money to make it work. And when that's out, it's kind of like gambling in Vegas. Like, and when that's out, you go home and you go back to your room. Um, you can also do a timeline and you can say, okay, I'm going to give myself a year to make this work. And I'm going to work so hard to make it happen. And, you know, if you're not making money by X point, then it might be time to, to have another conversation, you know, and shift and just know that you went for it. And that is a win instead of staying safe. Yes. Great food for thought. Words of wisdom to end this call. Thank you all so much for being with us for this hour. It went by so quickly. Carrie, um, we have your, your information here on the screen. Yeah. Let us know how we can find you on socials, on LinkedIn and all that jazz. Follow me at, um, on Instagram at flip your money script. I have a bunch of, uh, uh, financial kind of inspiration there. You can find me on LinkedIn, connect with me, please tell me, um, please that this is how you found me. I get a lot of requests on LinkedIn. I'm like, I don't know you. Um, and um, I love connecting with people that I've met in some form or fashion, but I don't like those solicitations. So please tell me that it was through Power to Fly. You can go to my website, quadrantshiftcoaching.com, and there's a contact form on there. Just reach out and put your name in there and say, hey, let's talk. And by the way, if you just want to talk through some ideas, let's just talk. Let's go have coffee virtually, um, you know, and uh, go from there. It's just, I'm so for women doing this and going for it. Yes. Thank you so much, Carrie. And thank you everyone for, for joining us uh, and enjoy the rest of your week. See you later. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity.